Welcome to Those, Those Two Chicks, Chicks with a podcast. Hi guys, my name's Hi. Jordan. <laughs> my name's Emma Grace. We've been talking for like an hour and a half now. Oh my gosh, yeah. Trying to get our sound right because we've sounded so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I feel like we've run out of things to say. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. What's new with you, I guess? I never asked you nothing, that part. Nothing. Hmm. I've just been packing. Yeah. And cleaning. She's moving, by the I'm way. I'm moving. Because we're like, why is she packing? <laughs> I'm moving. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much it. But what about you? Um, baking well, just, bread. Yeah, baking bread. Bread, that's so the your best. your timers. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. We baking get fresh bread. bread. <laughs> Did you turn some butter to put on it, too? No, but oh. I do have to make sour cream tonight, so... <laughs> How do you make sour cream? So you put heavy cream uh-huh. and uh, plain yogurt. I figured it but out. But it has to have live active bacteria in it. Oh, that's and gross. And then you leave it in your oven. On? Well, you heat it up to 200, then turn it off. But leave the oven light on. has to be in there for like 12 hours. And then you take it out and make sure mm-hmm. it's sealed. Like you want to hear the clip to it. Yeah. You can stir it up, leave it in your fridge for another like 8 to 12 hours. Oh, I don't know why that's gross to me. It sounds Because I like gross. sour cream. Well, yeah, we think of sour cream just it's sour cream. Right. But I guess it's sour cream. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, makes but sense when you think about honestly, it. Honestly, it's so easy. Yeah. And it's it's a lot better for you, too, because it has, the yogurt I use has all these probiotics in it. So you can poop good. Yeah, exactly. Poop well. Just want some S-shaped poops. Yeah. <laughs> some healthy poops. What'd you say? Healthy poops are S-shaped poops. Did, you, did I ever tell you that sometimes I have poops that come out as a J? Jade for Jordan. Jade. I just imagine you were like pic- spelling them I out. You're like moving your butt. Picture Lucas when I do it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Next time you poop out, spells out Jordan. Oh, it's, so funny. it's like alphabet poop. Like That's alphabet like- soup. Sure, because we think poop's so funny. Oh, I, I oh. do uh, any poop jokes. When I know, too, or fart jokes. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I'll never grow up. Me neither. Um, but anyway, no, try homemade sour cream sometime. I'll, it's, I'll try it. It feels really, like, yeah. feels. Don't touch it. Okay with it. <laughs> I just like to run it, it through my toes. It tastes, like, really creamy. Yeah. And just, like, it, like a fancy yeah. Well, I used to bake a lot mm-hmm. when I had one kid and they were smaller. Sure. Now I'm just so fucking exhausted. Yeah. That I just, like, I used to love doing stuff like that or, like, making jam or, like, making salsa or something. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Right. And, like, right it'll now get I don't easier. have any. Yeah, it'll get easier again, I think, as Lila gets to be, like, three and she's about to turn two, but as she gets a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, Lincoln, like, he'll go play right. and do his own thing, but... Lila's still kind of attached at the hip. She's needy. Uh, Freaking Lila again, <laughs> just being a baby. How dare, How dare she be a baby? Uh, but yeah, so one day I'll get there. Maybe I'll make my own sour cream. Yeah. yeah no, we'll it's, it's easy. I think that's what I like yeah. about it. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too is like it always seems so daunting when you haven't mm-hmm. done it before. But there's a ton of things that I still do bake and, and cook yeah. and stuff that would seem like they take a long time, but they're really quick. Right. You just got to try it that one time. Then you're like, oh, yeah. I was talking about bread, and I was so scared to make bread, and I'm like, this is super easy. So good, too. Homemade bread is the fucking best. Mm -hmm. All right. Today we're talking about true crime. And this true crime case, after I found all my information, I was just like, what? I can't wait. I'm excited. It's intense. Okay. Okay. Before we start this case, I would like to add a disclaimer. Hold on. Okay. Are there children? 
Yeah. Emma. <laughs> but not as bad as, well. Go Emma. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I'm trigger warning for those of us with anxiety and children. Sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. Happy we got to talk about it because it happens. Yes, it does. Mm. The following story includes graphic details of murder, including the talk of death about children. Oh. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, great. It was right in your warning. It was. Okay. It was. Okay. So my case for you today takes place in the 1800s to oh. the early 1900s. Oh, so they're probably creepy ghost kids now. About a lady named Mary McKnight. And I picked oh. this because my mom's name is Mary. I thought it was oh. kind of funny. <laughs> I know she listens to this podcast. She, hi, mom. Here we go, Mary. She, I thought of you when I was reading. But I know if I said story. Mary, she's like, oh, see, so pick back up my name. Mary. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so she does. This is what's and she wants to next. be on the podcast so bad. Oh, we'll let her on. Once. I know. I said, tell her to find a story I, and come tell us a story. But she's like, I could be like your sound effects. What sound effects do we need? Well, okay. I'm not trying to get into it here, but like, quick yeah. thing. My mom does not do. Well, she watches like murder shows all the time yeah. and like. She loves true crime and horror movies. Yeah. She's awful in them, though, because she screams yeah. and makes sound effects for you. Oh. So if someone gets stabbed, yeah. she will make that noise of how it's... She's like, oh! But we're in, like, a movie or Why? something. And she's... I don't know. Like, it hurts her to watch. And so it's just... It's so bad. Okay. Well, but so she's that. like, if someone gets hurt, she can make the sound effect. Like, oh! Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said no. We'll think about it. Yeah. We'll send it to our producer Maybe that doesn't exist. Maybe one day. <laughs> to early 1900s. Okay. okay. Isaiah and Sarah Murphy are married and are from Canada. Okay. They have nine children. Their oldest was their daughter named Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary Murphy was born in 1857. When Mary was 13 years old, her family immigrated to the U.S. and settled in Alpena, Michigan. Her dad was employed at a sawmill. Eventually, the family purchased a plot of land in Kalkaska. And for those who don't know or were wondering, Kalkaska is near Traverse City. Okay, I didn't so know where that was. It's small, so okay. that's where I, I added that part. I'm like, Thank you. Because I was like, where's Kalkaska? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we say Traverse City, people are like, oh, I yeah. know where it is. Okay. Yeah. So the Murphy family moved to Kalkaska. After a few years, Mary decided that she wanted to move back to Alpena. And she's still a teenager at this point, mm-hmm. but it's different times back Ooh, then. Yeah. Like, it's not that weird. So Mary moved into a boarding house and did laundry for the other boarders. That sounds horrible. I know. Why I would, would you ask me to do this instead of listen <laughs> with my mom and dad? That sucks. Exactly. That sucks. While she was there, she met a tenant named Dr. Louis Sugrass. It was stated that the doctor kind of took Mary under his wing and taught her. Way? Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, I think it was just like, she's a teenager by herself. Okay, she, good. She's doing laundry for everybody. Okay. He taught her a little bit about medicine and some information about being a midwife. Mm. Though I'd like to note that Mary was never officially a nurse or a doctor, but the community did appreciate the knowledge that Mary had. Again, it's the late 1800s, so you had like a town doctor, but if you, you're in an emergency, you'd have to get a hold of this doctor. It could be a day or two yeah. before they get there. So if you knew someone like Mary, it's like, yeah. hey, I need this emergency, can you help us? So that why people liked Mary. Emma, I'm worried right now. You're welcome. I, the stories, well, I don't, but I have something in my head. I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to ruin your story. Yeah, no, but I'm crazy. very worried right now. Yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, it was stated that Mary was known to be pretty and popular. Oh. oh and I wrote that the fellows wanted some. That's <laughs> probably not the correct she, terminology. Wait, she was unpopular, but the fellows... No, she was pretty and popular. Oh, she was popular. But okay. the fellows wanted some. <laughs> 
My milkshake brings all the boys to the In the okay. 1800s. <laughs> In the 1800s. We're laughing way too much Oh yeah, this one. This is, Tuesdays are supposed to be our serious days, guys. I don't know what's wrong with us this right now. This is us being serious. We're going to rein it in. Okay. Yeah. On April 19th, 1876, Mary, who was 19 years old, gets married to a man named J.D. Ambrose, which is a cool name. I like that name. In the 1876, like 1876. Am- J.D. Ambrose. Ambrose. Like, I bet he was hot. Well, it doesn't say. Oh. Um, <laughs> they didn't note that. <laughs> like, he was hot. <laughs> That's what it said on Wikipedia. I wish. <laughs> All right, so Jamie was 32 years old. Oh. He was 19. Well, that that's was not thing. as bad as some, though, because yeah. some people used to get married at, like, 13 to Personally, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. But I, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, she's 19. Yeah. Like, kind of 32. But, you know, it was a different well, time. she was already doing laundry on her own. She's right. basically an adult. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, the first two years of their marriage had some hardships. Mm-hmm. They lost three babies as Aww. infants. But Aww. eventually, in 1878, they welcomed into the world their daughter named Minnie. Oh, that's and so cute. I know. Oh, my gosh. And then in 1882, they had another another daughter named May. Now, shortly after May was born in 1882, mm-hmm. 1882 J.D. and Mary sent Minnie to Monroe, Michigan, to visit her grandparents. You just got a new baby. Yeah. Get her out of the house so that mom could just focus on one baby. Right. While Minnie was at her grandparents, she started to get sick and was believed that Minnie had diphtheria. Oh, Which, in case you don't know, diphtheria is a very serious infection of the nose and throat that is easily preventable by a vaccine Please get vaccinated. Yeah, and that, well, of course, there wasn't a vaccine at the time, so you're like, but it's a sheet of thick gray matter that covers the back of the throat, making it hard to breathe. It's Other symptoms include fever, fatigue, shortness of breath, and you could get rashes. Mm. It's a common disease though at the time. So Minnie comes down with diphtheria and the grandparents get a hold of JD and Mary. By the time JD gets to Monroe, Michigan, which today which today, if to get there by a car mm-hmm. would take four hours. Okay, so God, it took a long time. Back yeah. Then. I would assume he went by the train but didn't say how he got there. Yeah. Either way, the point is it took him a while to get to, to Monroe and sadly Minnie passed away. That is so sad. I know. So two years later, it's eighteen eighty four. Uh-huh. Mary and May are planning to take a train to Saginaw to visit some friends. Mm-hmm. While they were on the train, they both became severely ill. And it was so bad that they stopped the train to rush them both to the emergency room. Oh my god. It seems that both Mary and May had come down with possibly diphtheria again. Oh. And Mary did recover, but May also passed away. Stop. I know. So by the age of 27 years old, mm-hmm. okay, May Mary has lost five children. Oh. That's horrible. It was awful. Now, death was common at the time. Childbirth, diseases, really anything could be lethal. Mm-hmm. And life expectancy at the time was short. Yeah. And one chart I found said that a white male in 1890 had about a 5% chance that they would even make it to their 80s. That's not really... Well, I thought you were going to say something like 60. Oh, that's where they would... That was the Probably, that, yeah. Like yeah. 50s, 60s. But that's yeah. like... You see so many people now that are in their 60s yeah. and they're like running marathons oh, and stuff. Oh, for sure. And they're like, if you saw a 60-year-old, it's almost equivalent to an 80 yeah. or 90-year-old. Right. You know, like, for Mary to lose five children, that was common. Yeah. It's sad, but it was oh, common. Yeah. That's why a lot of people are like, I had 10 children and only five of them survived. Oh, that just breaks my heart, though. I know. So fast forward to three years later. Okay. JD, who is 43 years old, becomes suddenly sick, and he dies too. So that means Mary is a widow at 30 years old. With no babies. Yeah. So that's in 1887. The same year JD dies, Mary gets remarried. Oh. Just quick. 
I guess. Gotta do what you gotta do. And she marries JD's younger business partner oh. named James McKnight. I thought you were about to say her younger brother. I was gonna be like, all right. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little much, Mary. Um, <laughs> calm down, Mary. Mary, seriously. <laughs> I just think you were gonna say Mary. I know. Mom. That's what I was thinking about. Calm down, Mary. Mary come on. <laughs> so that's where she gets. Now she's Mary McKnight, which is the okay. story there. James and Mary had some things in common, actually. They both didn't have kids. Uh-huh. Now, it never mentioned if James ever had children and lost them. He just didn't have any. Okay. But they both lost their spouses. James' wife passed away earlier, and they had that connection. Yeah. James and Mary are together, and they moved to Grayling, Michigan, which is pretty close to Mary's family. Okay. And everything was fine in their marriage. Mm-hmm. On November 12, 1898, James, who is now 41 years old, starts to feel ill one night after dinner. Mary sent for the town doctor, and when he arrived, James was practically on his deathbed. Oh. He was experiencing some convulsions, and his throat was partially paralyzed. Uh, oh. And this went on for two days. That sounds suspicious. Eventually, though, James started to feel better, mm-hmm. and he was joking around, starting to act like himself again, so the doctor went home. Okay. Later that night, Mary told the doctor that James relapsed and died. Oh. It happened so quick that she didn't have time to call for help. Mary is now a widow for the second time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold up. Mm-hmm. I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I think I do. Yeah. At this point, Mary sold the property at Grayley mm-hmm. and decided she'd move back home. Her father passed away a few years prior. Okay. So she went to go live with her mother, who was now caring for her niece, so Mary's cousin, who was also named Mary. Okay. So you got two Marys Mary, and Mary. a Sarah in this house. Mary, Mary, Sarah. But um, the cousin Mary mm-hmm. was disabled. So oh. Sarah, the mom, was taking care of Mary. Oh, so it's just okay. the two of them in this house. So the daughter comes back. So Mary okay. moves in with Mary and Sarah. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of name choices back then. Probably so not. Everyone's Mary. Okay. It's now the year 1903. Mary is about 46 years old now and has one of her younger brothers move into the house as well. John, who is 34 years old, was married and his wife was named Gertrude. <gasps> they called so her Gertie. Gertie. I love that name. Uh, Gertrude was either 19 or 22. Articles differed, but okay. she's around that age. Yeah. They had a daughter named Ruth, <gasps> who was three months old. <sighs> so John and his family move in because they just bought some land, just like 40 acres, mm-hmm. and they wanted to finish building their home. So they move in as well. Okay. So Sarah's house is growing now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I just had Mary, and now I got four <laughs> more people. Okay. On April 20th, 1903, Gertrude leaves Ruth at home with Sarah and Mary. Oh, And God. the other Mary. <laughs> While she goes to work on the house, later that morning, Mary puts Ruth down for her nap. When Mary went to go check on her a few hours later, she found Ruth blue and unresponsive. Because there were no phones, and this was a rural area, mm-hmm. around noon when Gertrude and John come back to the house, Mary has to tell them that Ruth got tangled in her blankets and suffocated. Oh, Obviously, Gertrude became hysterical. Yeah. And John just tried to suppress his grief and comfort his wife. Ugh. But when Gertrude calmed down a little bit, John mm-hmm. went to town to buy a casket for Ruth. Uh-huh. John returns back to the farm an hour later, where Mary tells him, so you need to go buy another casket. <gasps> Apparently, Gertrude went into convulsions, likely from hysteria, and then had multiple seizures, where she passed away within 20 minutes. Oh my god, so come on. Literally, the morning, Ruth dies, yeah. she come, he, they come back. They leave. He comes maybe an hour. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cute. Me. Uh, comes back in an hour. His wife's dead. Horrible. The town doctor comes in the next day. Mm-hmm. He took statements and declared that Gertrude passed away from shock and epileptic fit. Oh, that makes sense. Even though she didn't have epilepsy. 
Or any history of seizures. Okay. And then Ruth also died from spasms, is what they got, like, tangled up. Well, I mean, like, tin blankets could be one thing, but she... What? Okay. Yeah. Funeral was held for the two of them. Mm -hmm. They had a single casket, and Gertrude was buried holding Ruth in her arms. (gasps) Oh, that just... Oh, my God. I was like, so "Mm." sad. Twelve days later, on May 2nd, Sarah Murphy rushed over to her neighbor Joe's house. She said, you need to come over quick. Something happened to John. When Joe came over, John was having convulsions, and just like that, John passes away, too. Okay, and no one's like, this is fishy. (laughs) The doctor said John died from shock, and that was followed by an asthma attack. And the lack of oxygen caused the convulsions. Mm. So three people have passed away. And this is the early 1900s, and there weren't many tests available at the time, so they were limited. But many people were worried because they thought maybe it was some strange virus. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a big thing. I could see that, yeah. But things started to change at this point. Uh The Kalkaska prosecutor, Ernest Smith, noted that Mary seemed happy at the funeral. A lot of people noticed that. Uh. So, Ernest started to ask some questions. It was noted that all three of them were under the care of Mary at the time of their deaths. Ernest started to ask questions about Mary to the neighbors now. So he's okay. like, okay, I'm noticing these things. Let me go talk to some neighbors. Okay. So one neighbor said that they noticed Ruth was acting fussy and Mary slipped her a tablet to calm her down. <sighs> Even Sarah admitted that Gertrude and John were asked Mary for some medicine to calm them down and everything. Because again, Mary and had the... this knowledge from this doctor at the boarding house. Oh. So that's why they were like, Mary, can you help us? Like I mentioned earlier, They're it trusting. was nice to have. Exactly. Okay, okay, that makes a little more sense because I'm like, why isn't the mom saying anything? It was just a very like, oh, thank you, Mary, you're so helpful to us. Okay. Yeah. It turned out that the tablets Mary was giving them was strychnine. <gasps> oh, and strychnine bitch. is highly toxic oh. and it's usually used to kill small animals, rodents, mm-hmm. that stuff. And at this time, though, it was super common for every household to have strychnine. I was just about to say, was it something that people had often? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, it was just a common, like, we have yeah. baking soda and bleach oh. and whatever shit we carry. Yeah. But it's like, oh, it's We strychnine. all have poison. <laughs> yeah. And there were a lot of things that humans consumed that had small dosages of strychnine me? in them. Fucking so it was just like we were, we were that right. <laughs> <laughs> so now Ernest needed to find out if Mary had strychnine in the house. Mm-hmm. Because it's just one thing, like, okay... So we're kind of connecting the dots, but if she doesn't have it, then what? Then what? Well, the neighbor that rushed over when John was ill, uh-huh. Joe, he said a few days before any of them died, Mary asked Joe to run to the store to buy some strychnine because she had some field mice she wanted to get rid of. Oh, God. And Joe running errands for them wasn't uncommon. He helped the family a lot, mm-hmm. especially after Isaiah, the dad, passed away. Mm-hmm. And also Sarah at the time was in her 60s, and she wasn't in the best of health at all. So this information was super important for Ernest because now we know that the poison was in the house. Now, now why he was so convinced that strychnine has anything to do with the death is because of how John died. Mm-hmm. Apparently, John's symptoms didn't line up with epilepsy okay. or anything. So his seizure, he was lucid until he died. And most people would lose consciousness because it starts in the brain. Okay. So John was just, his body was convulsing. Not, but he was lucid the entire time it was happening, oh, and that shouldn't happen. Right. And then the other part was that after he passed away, after a giant seizure like that, you'd imagine your body would relax. Mm-hmm. His body was tense. Okay. And those two common things is used for strychnine poisoning. Oh. So Ernest goes to question Mary. I'm so angry right now. I know. It gets, it gets better. Oh, gets better. don't okay. even say that. Mary denies having strychnine in the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And she said she hasn't bought any in months. So authorities said, fine, we'll just go exhume the body. Oh, shit. Mary told them no. Oh. And she even tried getting a lawyer to stop. Oh, that's and she not said, suspicious. Because according to Mary, John told her on his deathbed, don't let them dig me up. Because that makes sense. He's having a seizure and convulsing and can't... He's being poisoned, okay? Right. He's dying. And he's like, but don't let them dig me up. That's what he's worried about. Because he died from an asthma attack. Right. That's what I... Okay. <laughs> okay. Police ignored that and exhumed the body oh, anyway. <laughs> they took out his stomach and sent it over to Ann Arbor to University of Michigan. Uh-huh. So on May 31st, 1903, police tracked down Mary at the train station in Traverse City and arrested her, even though they were still waiting for the results to come back, but they're like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. You They're not away. going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Black death woman. Right. This is the best part. Mary kept denying everything. Even when the police said that the neighbor claimed that he bought her strip nine days before, she's like, oh, did I say a month? Oh, I meant a few days ago. Oh. Well, I used it all up in Just in a couple of days. Yeah, and the police are like, oh, okay. Right. (laughs) So Mary's in jail. Okay, good. (laughs) They denied Mary visitors, and at one point Mary goes on a hunger strike, and they were like, whatever. Like, (laughs) You literally do not care what you do, because you're a horrible human being. Exactly. On June 3rd, the toxology report comes in. Mm-hmm. It confirms that John has strychnine in his system. Oh, my God. There was enough strychnine in his stomach to kill 12 men. Oh, my God. I know. How much did she have? But this is this where she goes. Okay, so they tell her this. Mary denies it. <laughs> so they go to exhume Gertrude and Ruth, too, oh. to go through the same process. <sighs> While they're waiting for these results to come back, mm-hmm. Ernest is like, let's just look into the history of Mary a little bit more. Oh, this makes me so angry. Uh-huh. You're gonna get really angry in a minute. Be Tuesday. <laughs> Hope you guys are having a great day. <laughs> Ernest finds that Mary has lost three babies and in infant deaths. There is no confirmation of what happened. It didn't stop them from questioning if Mary had been involved right. in those three deaths. So they were, so it wasn't just like they were lost during childbirth or anything. They no, were born infants. healthy. Right. And she lost them. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. Which did happen quite a bit. Like, I think well, they yeah. waited a certain sometimes to even name them because oh. it was so common. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. That's really sad. I know. Because it just wasn't really anything for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, her daughter Minnie passed away, right? But really, M- Minnie wasn't in the area when she got sick, unless mm-hmm. she, like, ate something her mom made yeah. with strychnine in it before she got there. But, again, they're going with diphtheria as a thing. Okay. And then the same thing with May, because Mary also had diphtheria. Okay. Which, it's so contagious and everything. So it made sense that Mary and May both got sick. It's just that Mary recovered. Okay. So they're thinking that Minnie and May definitely just died from disease. Okay, I was worried about that. Yeah. Okay. And they, But they don't know about the, third, the other three babies. Yeah. However, they're like... We're not sure if Mary even killed any of them. Right. Okay. okay. However, Ernest found that J.D. Ambrose, Mary's first husband, passed away suddenly. Yeah. And it was noted that he was having convulsion. James McKnight. Suspicious. Well, his wife, the OG Mrs. McKnight, mm-hmm. also died from convulsions. <gasps> then God. Mary married James. <gasps> J.D. dies. Then James. Could we, I didn't tell you that part. I no, kept that out you? there for you. Sneaky little snake. Look at me, girl. <laughs> So, she, J.D. dies, most right. likely from strychnine. Right. Then, his, James' wife dies. Oh, my God. She gets then with James. Oh, you So, bitch. some said, did they have an affair? No one will know. It wasn't anything. Right. But, 
mirrors. What a horrible person. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, it gets worse. Yeah, here you go. Then Ernest discovers that in 1893, Mary was having a tea party with one of her sisters, Margaret, and Margaret's 13-year-old daughter, Eliza. Oh. Well, guess what? Eliza passes away. Same thing. What the? Why? For, like, shits and giggles, though? Like, why? I don't know. I'll let you finish your story. Okay. okay. I'll let you finish. A little later, Mary has a tea party with another sister. And this was her youngest sister named Sarah. And Sarah's supposed to get married soon. But guess what? Sarah passes away. Oh. Never got married. Bitch. Then we already know James McKnight gets sick, gets better, and then dies. dies. He relapsed and died within the same day. Right. But in 1900, there was a friend of the Murphy family who died from a surgery, and then the grandmother, who she has kind of a funny name, whose name was Mrs. Sneeberger. <laughs> she was really upset, so Mary went to go be a good friend and take care of her while she dies. Oh my plus, God. Mrs. Not Sneeberger. Ms. Plus, Mrs. Sneeberger's daughter also dies. So there's another report that while Mary was babysitting a six-year-old, the six-year-old gets sick and dies. And finally, in 1903, Mary's brother, sister-in-law, and niece die. Oh at this my point, God. all the dots were connected. So Ernest wanted to look at motives. And it didn't take until 1903. So all these people have died, and people are like, oh my gosh, poor Mary. Poor right. Mary. But now you're like, hmm, how, how much was Mary involved, actually? Right. We wanted to look at motives. Mm-hmm. Money was not really one of them. Because apparently there was $2,000 for each husband, mm-hmm. but the brother's family death would have gone to the mom. Oh. And really, Mary wasn't making anything. Miss Steeberger, that was a family friend. She's right. not going to make money off of them. Six-year-old she was babysitting. No. Sister and the sister's daughter, yeah. again, anything they might have made off of it was not going to Mary. Right. Only $4,000. Yeah. She's murdered so many people, and only $4,000 would have went to Mary. Well, do they think maybe it's just the grief of losing her baby? This was another thing. Okay. Was maybe that Mary was jealous because of how many children she's lost. However, if you look at it, only one-third of the deaths are kids. So it doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense to them. Well, yeah, because what does that have to do with your these other adults yeah. that are dying, though? And the last motive, which is personally my favorite... Okay. She just liked funerals. Oh. The process of putting on the black dress and hosting and the celebration of life. She likes to party. That's creepy as fuck because you could have so many other parties, lady. You could get married. That's what they said. They, she looked really happy at this. And apparently, I should have noted this, Um, they were Irish. Okay. So they had, and Irish funerals, I guess, are more of a celebration of life. It's really yeah. uplifting. It wasn't this how we think of funerals or right. sad and a moment to grieve it's like yeah <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. know how i in the like, 1900s yeah i'm sure I don't, how would they yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah way lad <laughs> that's good right that's that he's actually like yeah way laddie but she's from canada oh hey so they noticed that like i think she just liked funerals that's horrible after Ernest discovered all this information, the results from the other two bodies came in, mm-hmm. and they were both positive for strychnine poisoning. It was at this time Mary confessed. The confession was printed in Cedar Falls Gazette on June 26, 1903, and I actually have the newspaper Ooh, report okay. of the confession. I did a lot of digging, but I found it. Okay. The baby woke up and cried while its mother was gone, and I mixed up a little strychnine in the glass with some water and gave a spoonful to the baby. I didn't mean to harm the little thing at all. I confess to the Lord this afternoon, and I feel that he has forgiven me. Okay. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) When Gertrude came home and found the baby dead, she got awfully nervous. 
She came to me and said, Mary, can't you give me something to quiet me, something that you take yourself? Uh. I said that I would, and I really didn't think that it would hurt her if I gave her one of the capsules. What? She had spasms right after that, right after that, and I suppose that it was the strychnine that killed her. You suppose? Yeah. Why didn't you just give her a zanny? I really didn't mean to hurt her. Then John seemed to feel so badly about it, so broken up, that I often thought that, that after Gertie died, it would be better if he was gone too. John was feeling bad one night a couple of weeks after Gertrude died. He came to me and wanted something to quiet him. I had two or three capsules on my dresser and told him to go and get one of them. I didn't mean to hurt him, but I thought that it, it would soothe him, and I also thought that it would be best if he were to go. Anyway, he helped himself. I didn't know whether he took one or two. Then he went to bed, and by and by he called me. Mother came too. He began to have those same spasms. I suppose that was the strychnine was working. Oh my, this is making me so mad. So a lot of people are like, why does she have these capsules and that kind of stuff? And... I did find one article, but it was like one random article, mm-hmm. so I, I'll still mention it. But they thought that maybe that's she was taking those, and like wouldn't you know? Mary has lost five children, so Gertrude uh-huh. saying, "Hey, I lost one. Do you, did you take something or that kind of stuff?" Mm-hmm. So she might have had a strychnine immune because strychnine wow. was people did take strychnine like really? small dose dosages back then. Dosages. Dosages. <laughs> I had an accent. Sorry. Um, they they took strychnine, a very little dosages. But, but why, it just doesn't make sense because she's seen people die from it. Right. She's seen three people. More, right? Because was a, Dineberger? Well, I I think... Uh, Dineberger. What I say? Sneeberger. <laughs> it sounds like it's from, like, the Lorax. But it was like, she Mary might have taken strychnine herself, like, very, again, within the limit, which yeah. was normal back then. And it could have used to, like, calm her nerves and that kind of stuff. She gave a full-on capsule. Maybe she, maybe Mary could take a full-on capsule and be fine. I don't know. But I don't know. It seems that. But also at this time, yeah, she liked funerals. Like, we're going with that thing. Yeah. So maybe at first it wasn't, but... I don't, I just don't buy it. I think if she's seen people die from taking that much, why would you give somebody else that much? I don't know. Just give them cocaine. <laughs> get, I mean, they'd probably still be here. Well, not here, but you know what I mean? They're still alive today. Like, they're hanging out with the cocaine. Okay, so the trial took place December 1st, 1903 and lasted eight days. Mary was found guilty on three counts of murder. Mm-hmm. And was sentenced to life in prison. But they couldn't count for any of the other murders. Like, that sucks. It was, one of, it was just so long ago, and right. at DNA, it was not. I'm sure they did not have I'm anything. sure them exhuming the bodies, the three of them they did, was so much work. Oh, yeah, I was surprised they did that. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I really was. Uh, she served 18 years in Detroit okay. until she was paroled in 1920 at Are age 67. Are you kidding me? They gave her parole? Yeah. What the fuck? But Mary passed away a few years later, and she is not buried. In the family grave plot. Good. <laughs> Good. I don't believe any of that. I don't believe any of that fucking confession. I don't believe Oh, it. no. Not at all. And I just want... I wonder, too, if, like, the loss of her children just made her crazy and just, like, reckless. Like, well, I don't I give a shit. so. At first, yeah. I thought... Because, like, if you look at it, you're like, oh, my gosh. And then J.D. died. Yeah. Which his age is not out of the question. Yeah. You know, that was the time that you didn't last that long. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, so she lost six people right. in a short amount of time. Of course it made crazy. Well, but I think they're he looking died. at him from the span. Mm-hmm. Like, so you lost five kids and might have gone crazy. I just think she might have snapped. I yeah, think so too. losing her kids. I'm sure you lost five kids. I thought kids. you were going to tell me, <laughs> this 
just took such a different... Well, I'm glad it took... I'm not glad it took this turn, mm-hmm. but I was scared you were going to tell me because you said she was a midwife. Yeah. And I was scared because I've heard another story of, like, a lady who would just kill babies. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I was so scared of... I mean, still horrible. She did right. kill a baby. Mm-hmm. But I just thought she was just going to be, like, one of those midwives who just, like, killed a baby. Honestly, right? what I want to know is why she even killed her 13-year-old niece. None of it makes sense because why'd she kill the 6-year-old? Yeah. Why'd she kill the random old lady? Why'd she... Like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, you had to have known if you'd seen all those people die, unless you're literally, like... Well, she wasn't even that creative. Like, they all no. had convulsions. She's like, no one will know. She, well, she got away with it for a she while. She did. You know? But I just love the motive. Yeah. She liked funerals. She liked funerals. Yeah, we ain't she liked. They're cool. <laughs> That's so weird. Like, there's so many other parts. Like, just keep marrying different guys. I know. Have, like, a wedding celebration. I mean, murder the man, and then have a new wedding. It's just a different motive. You don't hear that all the time. No, you don't. That's weird. But, but that's the story of Mary McKnight. Wow. Where Isn't was she insane? from again? Canada originally. Canada, but she, she moved Traverse to... Traverse City-ish. Yep. Al- okay. Like Alpina and then... Well, way to go, Cal- Alpina. Way to, way to have that winner. You know what I always forget, and I know it's just really dumb, because that they sent the stomach to University of Michigan... Yeah. In 1903. Like, doesn't that just seem so I mean, it probably makes ago, sense, because they have really good um, medical school, right? But Yeah, but even back then? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I mean, like, because now it's like, oh, yeah, you have them, you give out all the time, people go the, to Ann Arbor. A lot of the stories that I was looking up, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm we're going to do a story in the next weeks where there's, like, stuff in London, okay. and they have, you know, scientific and medical centers that have been around for hundreds of years. It makes sense. 1903, they are still crazy. used a lot, and then they're used yeah. so much for today. And mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay, go, you love History. Good job. She liked funerals. Yeah, she liked funerals, so she murdered children. Right. So horrible. That's awful. I still think it makes more sense that she, like, snapped. Oh, I, that's, maybe that's she, my theory. You know what could be crazy, too, is, like, maybe the funerals of her babies made mm-hmm. her feel better. Oh, and so sure. maybe it was, like, a weird, like, attachment to having those mm-hmm. things. It just, you know, brought back, I don't know. Just well, a, you just know what? Thought. Maybe that was, like, almost, because that was my theory. That I think she snapped. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I don't yeah. think she killed any of her kids. Okay. Personally, that's where I'm coming from. Well, it doesn't really make sense for the older girl. No, but I'm almost thinking like, okay, after five kids died, every Mm -hmm. funeral she's had, it was that comfort and... Yes. And again, they might have had that celebration of life and Mm trying to make it uplifting, because that's what a lot of people That's what I'm thinking, like, maybe that was her way to cope and she wanted to feel that again. And she just had that from... You know? Whatever, and I'm not sure her relationship with JD. They might not. Maybe she just didn't want to be around him. Maybe he didn't have the same like grief as she did. And she was like, "Well, that's well, what I'm almost you. thinking." And yeah, you never really. I mean, when you see like old people's photos, yeah, like back then they're not even smiling. Right. They just don't really. They all look miserable. I know. And yeah. I'm almost thinking like I don't know what well, their relationship kind of a was. Sad then. time to live though. I don't want to ignore the fact. I get it was common back then, but she yeah. was 19 and he was in his 30s when mm-hmm. they met. And, like that's so different parts of your life yeah and then losing five kids and you're like well may as well lose you too because maybe right. wasn't supportive of maybe she was like oh, i don't want you old old fart right get out of here what's odd to me though she got married to james and never had kids either maybe she couldn't do it again yeah that's what well, that's how, what i'm thinking how do you stop it though back then right she probably didn't have birth control i don't know sorry but no so that was the that was good Thank you. That was, I did not expect any of that. No. Those are my favorite cases where they like, twisty and turny. Mm-hmm. Not with kids, but. No, but. Well, that one wasn't too horrible no, to not, listen to, though. No, not too bad, but. Yes. Yeah, pretty still pretty fucked up. <laughs> so well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Sorry. 
bummer Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But oh, come interesting. back Friday though, because we'll have a fun. Ooh, Friday's fun episode. episode. Oh my god. I okay. shouldn't say it's fun, but it's interesting. It's, it's gonna be well. Fridays are always the fun days. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Yes. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that a good case? It was so good. Bye.